increasing regulation, market saturation, and rising interest rates. Still think short-term rentals make sense? You're not alone. Join industry experts Bill Faith and Kenny Bedwell as they discuss how you can invest while still staying ahead of the curve, identifying trends before they happen, or blowing them away outright with their insights. This is STRonomics. Are you looking to invest in short-term rentals in North Carolina or South Carolina? There's a lot of great markets there, but even more important, the markets are that you find the right agent. And that's where my man, Tyler Kuhn, comes into place. I personally used him for three purchases totaling over $3.5 million, and I would not look to anybody else. Just jump down into the show notes right here below the podcast, click on the link, and book a free discovery call with Tyler to explore the opportunities in both North Carolina and South Carolina today. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the STRnomics podcast. I'm Bill Faith. That's Kenny Bedwell from STR Insights. Let's hit the ground running. So, Kenny, on this episode, we're going to talk about the best amenities for 2023. You know, it's interesting. Airbnb is always making updates. They've updated new available amenities. You can check that box. Actually, one of them is a bowling alley. Does a bowling alley fall onto your list? No. <laughs> no. I, I mean... Oh man, I don't know how expensive that would be to add into uh, a property or if people are just like putting in like the inflatable ones, you know, in their living room and calling out a bowling alley. But <laughs> no, I, I don't know the answer to that. You know, what qualifies to be able to check that box? I think that's up to the guest, right? More than anything. So, but I mean, like, you got hammocks, you got rice maker, you got all kinds of stuff that can go in. I mean, it's there's more than just pool, hot tub, golf cart, right? So what, what do you see from your data or what's your gut feeling of what's going to move the needle or be the best in 2023? If somebody's looking to add an amenity that they don't have now, and I get that I'm your attorney, but not your attorney, and that it's market specific, right? Yeah, very market specific. Yeah, very market specific and probably season specific too. So the number one thing that I think people are aware about, but don't understand the, the effects of it. And it, it depends on the guests, you know, and depends on who your guest avatar is. We talked about that in a previous episode, but if this amenity fits your guest avatar, then you definitely should be getting it. It's an EV charger. So electrical chargers are a, a lot of people are buying vehicles. I just bought a hybrid vehicle and did a, a, a Nissan Leaf. No, <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I have. I'll, I'll show up in it one day and you'll just laugh, but it is what it is. So what did you get? I told you I'm not going to tell you. Why? Because you're just going to laugh. I'm not going to laugh. I got a, uh, I got a Chrysler Pacifica hybrid. What is a Pacifica? It's a van. A minivan. Kenny's the, the minivan dad. But it's, it, 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 I got the sport, so it's all, it's like blacked out. But <laughs> Oh, you got the whole like blacked out rims, all that stuff, super tinted. What's well, so you're the cool minivan? There we go. I had to settle. It was a really hard debate, but the tax savings. <laughs> so it was sixty five hundred pounds or higher. So you got gross weight. Yep, gross vehicle weight. Yeah, it had to be over six thousand pounds. Yep. Okay. So and then it also so that and then it was the only vehicle with that requirement, and it's a hybrid. So I got a $7,500 federal credit as well. And that only applies to American-made vehicles. So basically, it eliminated a lot of potential SUVs. We prefer SUVs. So anyway, we, we have a growing family. So we got the uh, the minivan. And frankly, I like it. Don't, I, don't, don't call you Frank. Okay, Bill? No. 
Um, stop. You don't. You don't have to rationalize. I mean, I've seen Ben Diesel driving a minivan. Now it was in a movie. I don't think yeah. he's not dead driving around Hollywood. It's okay. Don't be ashamed. Yeah, don't be ashamed. Well, I, I appreciate that. A lot of people give me the the questionable. You know, really a minivan, but I like it. It's very comfortable. Very comfortable ride. And man, those those doors, you can just you know hit a button and just slide open, and you're you're good. So <laughs> I can't argue with that. The couch here in the studio laughing about our conversation. She's like. I don't think she's laughing in the minivan. I think she's laughing at what we're talking about on a STR Nomics podcast. I know, right? Well, there, there you go. Well, I'm thinking, a little I'm thinking personal insight into Kenny Bedwell's background and what he does with his non-STR investment money. Yeah, pretty much. I think about how can I save on taxes, and so I go buy minivans. <laughs> I, look, I, I did. You bought it in two thousand. Did you buy it in twenty three or twenty two? Twenty two. Yeah, so I did the same thing. So I bought Bria Tesla. She got the seventy five hundred dollar credit, all that type of stuff. I bought a new Ford F-150, you know, so I could accelerate the depreciation on, I call it my combine, you know, a tractor. And those are some things that we all should be taking advantage of from a tax perspective. But Kenny, that has absolutely nothing to do with today's podcast. But it kind of does though. Well, do you want to tell me, you want to get into the- You brought her a Tesla. What what do you mean click a house? I I bought a hybrid. So it's a plug-in hybrid. And the Tesla is also plug-in. You need an EV charger. So you live in Buffalo. Correct. How far can you go on electricity in your new Pacifica minivan? Oh, it's a hot. So it's a hybrid. So it's kind of like, I mean, they say it's really not much. I think it's like 50 miles, like pure electric, but it can charge while you're driving and other stuff. It's a marketing point to suck you in to buy a minivan versus like a hybrid Tahoe or something. I get it. So I bought Bria Tesla. 300 mile range, it says. She really gets about 275 to 280 down here in the south. Is an EV a charger really applicable in Buffalo when that she's probably going to get 75 miles because it's so freaking cold up there? Or is it only applicable in drive in markets in warmer climates? Depends on your guest avatar. So if you have guests that are, you know, if you have a luxury property or a bigger property that's nicer. And the people who are affording, you know, the average nightly rates are a little bit higher than, you know, a one bedroom apartment or two bedroom apartment, you know, at a hundred bucks a night, then you should definitely consider it because there's a high probability that your guests own an electric vehicle or so a plug-in vehicle. Really funny that we're discussing this because we went to our Banner Elk house and stayed there, Banner Elk, North Carolina, did skiing, right? And we left on yeah. the 26th of December from Nashville. It's literally blizzard here in Nashville, like legitimate, not legitimate Buffalo blizzard, but it's snowing. The roads are horrible. And we never take Rhea's Tesla. So she's driving her old car, which is my daughter's car now, um, which is a, a standard, you know, kind of a crossover SUV. I won't tell you what brand it is. And start with an R. Start with a what? An R. It's not, it does not. It's a land, not a range. It's a Land Rover. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. So she's driving the Land Rover to Discovery. I'm driving my Ford F-150. And why does she not drive the Tesla? And I, I just thought about it, to be honest with you, because there's one universal charger at Lee's McRae University in downtown uh, Banner Elk, or else I think you have to go to Boone, maybe, which is like a 30-minute drive. And nobody has EV chargers. And I'm thinking, well, now I think about it, when we and the reason I say we went there over Christmas because we see Teslas on the side of the road because they can't navigate 
they don't have the right tires, even though they're all wheel drive, unless they have chains to be able to navigate the icy roads, you know, and the hills going up and down. So I don't think we would ever drive the Tesla during the winter there. But there's probably so many people that are coming over during the summer from Johnson City, Tennessee, from Raleigh, Durham, from Charlotte, from our market that's coming in that definitely want to drive their Tesla in the spring, summer and the fall. So now, you're, you know, I've got the massive property there. That might be worth me installing the 1500 bucks to purchase it for 500 usually about $1,000 on an install to put an EV charger. But then the question becomes, where the hell do I put it? Because I've converted my garage, you know, to a game room. So it might have to be externally. And does that work with a, you know, an EV charger external in a climate like that? If it does, I'll probably put one in at that property because it would make sense. A competitive yeah. advantage, right? I, yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but uh, I would definitely look into it. I think, and it would be a competitive advantage and you would hundred percent want to advertise that, you know, EV charger. I think people would book solely because of that. I've seen, yeah. but the, the data is growing and there's more and more supporting data points that say, Hey, look on certain properties. Like I said, it's, it's the guest avatar. You know, if, if these people have money and they're coming and staying at your place and they, they're, highly likely going to have uh, a Tesla or some sort of plug-in vehicle. So completely different on a $185 condo versus, you know, a thousand dollar a night single family home is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Cool. I like it. Priya, EV charger. I'll watch. Check. So <laughs> she's never driving there. That's the idea. She just said that she'd have to stop twice to charge because the drive is so long. So that goes back to knowing where your clients are driving, if they're here on a drive-in market that are coming in from, right? right? You know, like ours in the Gulf, I mean, you're down there, Kenny. I assume you have your brand new Pacifica with you, right? You guys probably drove down, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that's, would, would you drive an all-electric vehicle, not a hybrid, an all-electric from Buffalo all the way down to Destin? No. You probably have to charge 10, 15 times, you know, driving down. That adds on, you know, shit, three to five hours of charging time. That's a lot. So I think you got to understand the market and where everybody's coming from. But there's probably enough people that would drive, like Celia drives her Tesla from Atlanta to the Gulf, to Destin and to Gulf Shores, right? But she's got to stop halfway to to charge. So I think think it's a great option. I'm going to definitely look into it. I'd like to see more data on it. What's number two? Um, so we've got kind of a more unique that, so I started with the more unique one and, and frankly, a little pricier, but what are, so some amenities that some people might already have, but you need to start thinking about other ways is playing on the guest experience at your property. So what are things that you can do to build upon the guest experience in terms of why they're there? So for example, right now we're staying at a beach property and the beach is walking distance and I'm taking my, you know, my wife's like, all right, on the first day, let's go to the beach. You know? So we, we start going, we're like, Oh, you know, we need, she wants toys. We need a wagon. We want chairs. We want an umbrella. We want all the, like, and I'm like, Oh, we're gonna have to go to the store. And I message the host. And they're like, no, it's in this cabinet over here. And they had like everything. I'm like, well, Holy crap. Like they have everything we need for that beach experience. You didn't know. Why and did I didn't you, know that. Why did you I didn't know that? What? Why did you not know? Probably because I'm a guy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to just play the fifth on that one. Yeah. Did your wife know? No, she didn't know. She's not. So that's on the guest. That's on the host, not the guest, right? 
So that should be prominent in the listing. That should be in your messaging. That should be marketed. It should be advertised. Because think about if you didn't know and you're an experienced host, how many people would potentially stay there and then end up and go and buying the stuff not knowing. Then they'd be pretty disappointed or even upset if they found out about it after the fact. That is true. And I think, too, that when you have those little things that you can advertise, you know, the, the kayaks, the boogie boards, the, you know, the sand toys, the wagon, the the chairs, umbrella, like all these. I, and I'm being very specific for a beach market here. And we can talk about other markets like mountains and stuff in a second. But having those additional amenities that increase the guest experience can be the differentiator between you and the, the house right next door because they won't have it. So I, I and, and that's proven in the data. That is an amenity, like amenities, you could say, is those little things. Now, if we're focused on mountain markets or other markets that aren't on the beach, think outdoor experiences. So fire pits, maybe enhancing your fire pit and making it a little bit better. Don't just do like the, you know, the pop-up solo stove with some Adirondack chairs around it, but maybe think about, you know, putting some pavers down and making it nicer. These are things that are proven in the data that can increase revenue. Um, and I think people should be considering. And on top of that too, think about outdoor games, uh, horseshoes, maybe volleyball, even a uh, spike ball. That was one thing too, you know, wait, I was actually at a friend's place. It was a couple months ago and uh, they're being being there like, man, you kind of check out all of the games and the experience and the stuff they have here that we could go play outside. And that just adds on. And that could be a differentiator between you and everybody else. And the data backs that up. I agree a hundred percent. And it's, there's a lot of those things that sometimes they're non-existent in your market gives you a huge competitive advantage or they are existent and you have to have them by default. And if you don't have them, then you're going to really struggle. I, I mean, I've, I've built fireplaces and ramped up fire pits and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff on smaller scales too. I'm a big fan of bikes. If you're in the right area, specifically down in the warmer climate, the beach, you know, I've got a couple of my biggest beach property always has six bikes. Right. And a lot of people say, well, you're so close to the beach. They rust. You have to, the pedals break and that type of stuff. Well, I'm replacing them every six months, you know, just as for standard maintenance because of the rust down there. But when they're 120 bucks a pop, it's cheap. So that's roughly a $1,400 a year expense. Do I think that's worth it? Yes. When nobody else does that. And if they do, it's usually one bike or two bikes, right? You, nobody has fire pits in West Beach and Gulf Shore. So I do have that solo stove, that, but we put it on casters and wheels to make it easy to roll it out there, move it back. And so I can advertise and check the box that I have a fire pit. The, the, solar, the solo stove, the big one on Tundra or whatever it's called, it's only like 400 bucks. But I, I, you go all the way down to where and I have the, you know, the four foot tall Connect 4 that you can play outside. And it's all plastic. That stays outside. You know, the whatever you call the game where the, the washers on the string, you try to get it to get on the on the deal. So the more of those things you have, it's what I t- talk about stacking amenities. It gives more value to the smaller amenities when you have more of them stacked on top of each other. So I'll just run through like my beach house. And it's really hard for beach properties since you don't have a lot of storage. You typically don't have a garage. It's hard to get a lot of stuff. Well, you can, every one of us can buy a one-up, uh, you know, Pac-Man or Galaga game or whatever and put it in the corner of a guest room. Now you can check off the box for arcade games and it renders well in a photo. It's one of the reasons I, I started my coffee bar idea started when people requested to see, hey, do you have tea? Do you have hot chocolate? At the time, it was literally just 
didn't even have K-cups, started with a coffee pot like everybody else because I didn't know, just like you guys don't know when you start. Now I've got everything except for the espresso machine, right? And frothers and beans and grinders and all that type of stuff. So you don't have to go spend 20 grand to build a pickleball court. You know, I'm looking at spending about 12 to 15 to add a pickleball court to my top performing property because I want to see if it's going to be, I want to be the only one. And I believe that it will because of how popular and how fast pickleball is growing. I think we'll see pickleball as an amenity in Airbnb within two or three years. But I want to be ahead of that curve. But you don't have to spend that kind of money on amenities. And I think what Kenny is talking about that, I kind of brought up the term the plus one. One of the best things that we did, Bria was in here while we were recording. She, I didn't even think about it. When we went into the Western North Carolina market, she spent like 129 or 140. She can't remember the pricing. I think it's sub 150. From Amazon, it's boot warmers and like a dryer. It's like this air, hot air is pushed in. You put your boots on top of it, your snow boots, your ski boots, whatever, and it dries them out and it heats them. And it was cheap. So we put those in each one of the three properties that we have in that area. And we didn't know, but people are now, like Kenny said, they're talking about it in the reviews. Hey, they even had like boot warmers or boot dryers. Or we invested into an infinity game tables at, at those properties for the first time outside of the game room. So we spend all this money and we consolidate in the game room, but we've taken a sunroom and put the affinity table in there to where probably a different type of guest is using it. And you can break up the guest experience, right? So kids can go here, parents can go over there. So you strategically need to think about those investments, they don't have to be mega expensive, like building a $20,000 fireplace or outdoor fire pit or a $10,000 hot tub. There's a lot of that small stuff, you know, that can be done inside. Market, 75, 80% of it, hold, you know, 10, 15, 20% back so they can experience it as a plus one. Like the Infinity Game Table, we have three of them, Kenny and property, actually four now, I think we have one of our lake property. We don't market it at all. We just want that to be kind of that surprise and let them figure it out. We show them how to turn it on and operate it in the touch stay, but it's not in the listing at all. We hold back a lot of that stuff. We hold back our welcome gifts. Our welcome gifts, we have sunglasses. In the mountains right now, we've got a, a package of caps and gloves, like mittens and stuff like that that are branded with Elk Lodge. We give them pens, sunglasses, chapsticks, sunblocks, you know, outdoor cups, all this stuff that varies from property to property in a nice logo bag to where it looks like a Gucci bag, but it matches our colors and our branding. And we do stuff it with the stacks and that type of stuff. So that's the unexpected is a really important part of hospitality. That unexpected, that's, what, that's why Deep Patel calls it a plus one. If you stack that with smaller amenities, you can get big amenity value out of it. Are you looking to purchase an STR in the Western North Carolina mountains the high country, maybe even on, on the beach of North Carolina and the OBX or all the way down into Hilton Head, South Carolina. My man, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty has you covered. And one of the things that I love about Tyler is he specializes in short-term rentals. He takes a no BS approach, is honest, and is filled with integrity. How do I know this? Because I've used Tyler on three transactions totaling almost three and a half million dollars and he has absolutely crushed it for me. Look, if you're not sure where you should invest, he's based out of Asheville, North Carolina. He helped me invest in Banner Elk, North Carolina and Beach Mountain, North Carolina. He's not only just a real estate agent that specializes in short-term rentals, 
Tyler is also an owner of short-term rentals and owns a management company. So one of the biggest hurdles for us mentally is to get over how do I find cleaners? How do I find handymen? How do I find a plumber? Well, you know what? Tyler's dialed in and he helps his clients navigate those issues. So if you're looking to invest pretty much anywhere in the Carolinas, Tyler Kuhn from Savvy Realty is your man. And right now he's actually doing a free discovery call. You can click down on the link in the notes and set up your free discovery call with Tyler today. I really like that. I mean, that that's that's probably the really the thing that adds to the experience of the guy. I, I just keep reiterating that because I, I think that's going to be more and more important is focusing on that guest experience in 2023. I, so There's like really small things, Kenny, and this is kind of my, so what, what do you default? Well, when your kids get older, right? Your kids aren't young. They're too young right now, but like mine are 13 and 17. And you know what our go-to is like, we've had a long day of soccer, long day at the beach. When we got back from when Bree and I went shopping in Banner Elk and we were skiing three days in a row, first time we've ever been skiing, we knew we were going to be exhausted. We buy a, a frozen pizza, make sure we have some food when we get back, right? Because we're not going to drive there, do the ski stuff, then drive back down so hard to get a reservation at a restaurant or something like that. So we always default, my kids always default, hey, we want pizza. And yours might be, you know, chicken fingers, it might be mac and cheese, whatever it is for kids. But ours is pizza. So one of the things that we put, we have three pizza cutters in every single property. And moms will get this if you're listening and you're a mom. And you think about it, you do a pizza maybe in the afternoon or lunch. And then all of a sudden you want to have another pizza. Then you got to go and you got to wash it. Well, with us, there's three. So you can literally put wait for that to go in the dishwasher the next day. And you've got two more pizza cutters. We right, have this much of dinner. Well, I mean, somebody might do that. But my point is, as you think about those small things on the hospitality side are going to impact if mom wants to rebook and come back. It's not just about how great your house looks. That's part of the experience. So I was talking with somebody today and then how do you, how do you position that? And she's got the a duplex in, in PCB and she's like five blocks off and you know, her duplex is nice, but she's got a high top table. She's got countertops. And the only thing I see is a knife block and a pot of coffee on the countertop. There's no staging. There's no there's no chargers. There's no nice napkins. There's no flowers. There's no vase. There's no centerpiece. I'm like, go to Home Goods and go spend 200 bucks just to restage your countertops for 200 bucks and your high top, and your entire room's going to transform. That small stuff, just to where we don't just see blank, empty granite countertops, right? And those amenities become important. It's very small things, but I do look at a charger charger plate or, you know, really nice linen napkins when mom or grandma wants to have a nice Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner. Is everybody going to use those on an ongoing basis? Absolutely not. But it creates the opportunity. It creates the opportunity by having that for a marketing experience. Does that make sense? So I talk a lot about checking the boxes. Hammock, cheap, small $19, two, two Coke can refrigerator, you know, for 20 bucks off of Amazon. Check the box. Check the hammock box. There's a lot of these things that we can do, and some of them you do want to hold back. I'm seriously going to be looking into the EV charger. I know you've said it before, but it just clicked and resonated with me today. <laughs> and nobody has them in that market. I yeah. will be the first uh, to have that. So, but And this is where Kenny's talking about property by property. I think I'm going to buy two. I'm going to put one in my big property in Gulf Shores and one in my big property in Western North Carolina and test it. And then if you really want to find out if it's valuable or not, watch your security cameras 
see what type of cars are driving in. And then when you see a Tesla or you see a, a Pacifica hybrid rolling in, that's all blacked out. They call that murdered out, by the way. Um, then ask your guts, hey, was how important was the factor that we have an EV charger so you can get some feedback? And they may tell you, you know what? You were more expensive, but we needed to charge. And my husband likes driving the Tesla or whatever it is to get that feedback. Then that can implement going deeper into your portfolio. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's the number one amenity that every single host can provide in 2020. Every single host should provide in 2023. The number one. The number, the number one. one. Hang on one second. I wish that I had a drum roll, Kenny. Uh, but you know what we can do is <laughs> we can get some rock music. All right, let's get that's number one. All right. So when guests come to your place, they want to be in touch. They want to come and be in touch with themselves and family. However, they don't want to do that with one ply toilet paper. So get two ply toilet paper. The number one amenity in 2023 that every host, which I have, I still go to Airbnbs and find one ply toilet paper and it blows my mind. You need to get two ply. Just you heard it here. For her. You heard it here on the SDRnomics podcast, folks. Two ply toilet paper, the number one amenity in 2023 from that guy right there. It, it will. I, a hybrid Pacifica minivan Bedwell. <laughs> That's his new nickname. It will significantly change the guest experience if you have a one ply toilet paper. I mean, I, I it does. It's just, uh, I mean, personally, but I've, I've also heard other people like, I heard someone say they will give a three-star review if you don't have Okay, so we're talking about amenities. That was kind of a joke, but it's it's the reality. So one of the things that I will share with you, I've never really made it public. At least I don't think I've talked about it publicly. So in every listing, I have a picture of my laundry room. But there's also, and if I have cabinets above it, the bigger listings, I open up the cabinet doors and I show the extra five or six rolls of toilet paper. And I show the entire case of Kirkland. I use Kirkland brand from Costco toilet paper soft toilet paper, that sandpaper crap. I don't like it. Uh, so I'm on board with Kenny. So if I don't, if I have, you know, a laundry room that's too small, then I'll set the stuff on top of, uh, you know, the washer and dryer to where they can see it. Letting them see that stuff ahead of time is really critical, especially specifically for mom is thinking about that stuff. Dad, Kenny and I really don't think about that a whole lot. A lot of people just have the obligatory, you know, pantry or, you know, just show the washer and dryer, like the last image of the listing. But when you show and then you use the copy underneath to explain, you will not run out of toilet paper. Here's what we're using. And we we actually include our, our basket too, to where we have tampons, toothpaste, toothbrushes, single serve makeup wipes. So don't, for ladies who don't like the towel, just all these, a little bit of those different things are all amenities. Once again, when you stack them, they make a huge difference. Right. I You don't want to have things that you have this really nice property, you have this nice house, you spent a lot of money on furnishings. And then there's like these little things in the house, like watered down soap or, you know, low supplies of salt, pepper, whatever. And it just takes away from what the guests just experienced. Uh, the place we're staying at when we checked in and we were like kind of getting sold, my wife was like, they literally thought of like even the small details. She's like, I was expecting like furniture from Wayfair or like really cheap stuff in here. And it's like, some of it's really nice. Uh, some of it's brand name. And it was just like, and then everything. And it just kind of builds and builds and builds. 
And, you know, even down to like the salt and pepper shakers were like the nice, nicer ones. Not, not the, not the, but the brand of the salt and pepper it wasn't like the cheap stuff you just get. And it's not necessarily a requirement, but that adds value and to the guest stay and can set you apart from everybody else. Cause that's what it's all about. The, the best amenities for 2023 are the amenities that can improve the value of the guest stay that sets you apart from everybody else. Those are the best amenities for 2023. The, the kitchen and the bathroom are the things that are forgotten pretty easily, especially yeah. the things that hide in the, like your pots and pans and the quality of those. I'm not going to say we replace ours every year, but that is probably somewhere between 16 to 24 months. We are, we replaced the majority of our pots and pans and it's expensive. You know, you're talking, Two, three, four hundred bucks to replace them could be if you have to have double sets. You know, could be bigger for larger properties. But that's just a pet peeve of ours and mine and Bria's. And and here's what why I'm going to tell you this: why this stuff is really important, especially what Kenny just talked about—the toilet paper, the paper towels. You know, having enough bath towels, especially like at a beach during the summer, to where and if you have a hot tub or a pool, because they're going to use towels to go to the pool, use towels for the hot tub, use towels for the the beach to where you mom doesn't want to be doing freaking laundry every day. And when you don't have in triplicate, triplicate, not double, triplicate for silverware and plates and, you know, plastic glasses and regular glasses, you know, mom's doing dishes every day. That's not why mom, that's why moms hate going on vacation sometimes. So think about the utilization of how they're using your amenities. Literally spending the money to have 10 extra plates can make or break the experience. And we don't classify that as an amenity, but really it is. I mean, we walked into the house we're buying in Montana, Kenny, and they have like two glass doors. The only thing in there, there's like six cups, two wine glasses, and like six plates because it's a three bedroom, two bath. They just, they stocked nothing. There's two washcloths. There's nothing. Your, your guests should never have to ask about that stuff, in my opinion. And that's how you can go from having a $200 a night property to a $250 or $300 a night property by engaging with that experience. Now, if you can communicate that pre-booking, then use that as your marketing tools, right? But that's also going to increase your return guests through the experience they have on property. Cool. Mic drop. Kenny dropped the mic. Toilet paper. That's the number one thing for amenity for 2023. Thanks for joining us on this episode of STRonomics, everybody. We, Kenny and I really, really appreciate you guys being here. Make sure you check out Kenny's STR Insights YouTube channel. And don't forget about my STR Unfiltered podcast as well. Have a great day and happy hosting. Thank you for listening to STRonomics. Stay ahead of the curve and subscribe today. This podcast is a Hospitality.fm production.